Well, let's drop the subject. It's Allie. It's Dr. James. And Jesse is on FaceTime right now. Give us a little <laughs> smile, Jesse. A little wave. There he is. Uh, that's one of the things that I do miss about being in studio is the ability to have Jesse chime in whenever um, and then yeah. berate him for not saying things properly. I'm Allie and James. Uh, <laughs> we're happy to be here. And I, I was laughing before we came, came on the air because I was yawning. I've been uh, a little tired lately. No. I've been right. Doing some a lot of uh, a lot of yapping, a lot of talking, and uh, <laughs> I've been doing a show as well on uh, on KROQ, one of our sister stations here in LA, and we found out that we are going to be on in several more cities uh, starting today, actually. So Kansas City, Dallas, and uh, Voice will be back up in the Bay Area again. Of course, we are already on up in the Bay Area as well here on Channel Q. And so it's it's been nice. It's actually on the station that I was fired from. <laughs> years ago, so. so you're uh-huh. taking over California. You're like, I was going to make a bad joke. I probably shouldn't make that alley. But you're, you're like taking over California. You're going to be taking over the Bay Area on radio again. You're taking Wait, over the bad joke? radio in L.A. No, no, no. Not going to go to that joke. Come it, on. It, no, be it, edgy. It's, no, it's not appropriate yet for me to make this joke about was taking Was it about over. the fires? Uh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> not there we have people are dying it's still I'm like not the first i'm not the worst thing to get, get go up there or? right <laughs> no no i was just gonna say you're taking over radio like the fires are taking over california right now <laughs> <laughs> i think you're safe but i since i'm not gonna say that joke it never happened mm-hmm. it never yeah. happened right Correct. yeah yeah well um yeah so i am i it's been a long weekend it's been a long week it's been a long few weeks and uh, everything's been moving very fast and i just i want to ask you about your weekend because you got a coronavirus test but if someone if 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 you hire somebody and then within 4 years you fire them and then you rehire <laughs> them like how does how does that work? <laughs> are they not allowed to fire you a second time? Oh no, I think they are definitely allowed to fire you the second time. I mean, not not that you should feel scared or anything at all. Allie mm-hmm. Johnson fired four years yeah. ago, but like just uh, no, I, I do think it's very funny though that the way that the world changes and things are very interesting and how all of this stuff happens. Um, and it's it's I guess it's a lesson in you know don't burn any bridges, including the bridge that they tried to burn from their end by firing you. See how that works? Oh, no. You can't mention bridges either because that's, oh. that's got its own story past. Oh, boy. Uh, um, so, I'm so how did your today. coronavirus test go? You, coronavirus. You, first of all, why did you get it? Was it just because you've been at the hospital, but, I mean, around the COVID people? Because you've been, that's been since the beginning. Yeah, I, it, and it has been. And I, I've been sort of a person who would, really wanted to be judicious about using the tests in the right way like only take you know i i know lots of people in my life who literally go get tested like every week and they these are the same people who like leave the house once a month i'm like why are you getting tested like you have no symptoms like knock it off because as much as someone in the white house might say that we have all so many tests like tests are still a thing um most places you can get tested but like let's just be you know good stewards about the tests anyway i've just been feeling kind of bleh not I haven't lost my sense of taste or smell. I, I'm pretty sure it was because I'm working nights for like seven days in a row. But I just am like, meh. I don't know if mm-hmm. it's we're living on Mars or uh, whatever. Like I'm trying to eat in a different way, which I we might talk about later because <laughs> I had some revelations with that. But I've just been kind of feeling meh. And interestingly, having taken care of enough COVID patients, one of the first symptoms that they talked about was feeling meh. And so I was like, well, I'll be damned. I've been around COVID patients, always very good with my PPE and everything. But like, I want to make sure I'm not spreading this to my partner or like, you know, the people we're seeing socially distant in backyards, things like that. So I'm going to get my butt tested. Okay. Not my butt tested, Feeling- my mouth tested. <laughs> I was like, I don't think that's how those work. But right. <laughs> don't, wrong test. That seems like uh, those drive through tests are going to be really complicated. <laughs> if that's the case. <laughs> Um, sir. So wh- they're adding just meh to the symptom list now because that's everybody <laughs> in 2020. I feel meh all of the time. So am I supposed to go get tested? Yes, and you and you should get tested every day. No, I, I maybe I should be a little more specific about meh. Meh is more like 
fatigue. Kind of like fatigue, yeah. But okay, I check. I also think this is part and parcel, to use the old Midwestern words, part and parcel of just what's going on in the world. It's gray. We we legit haven't seen the sun in California for like a week. It's a pandemic. Like I worked nights. Like it's I'm back to working full time, which is a whole thing, and doing this, and you know, I'm just kind of meh. <laughs> All right. So I, I again say most of us probably feel there's a million ri- <laughs> listed reasons why someone could feel meh. Uh-huh. I mean, all of 2020 is just a giant shrug emoji just at this point. <laughs> Ain't it? So when do you get your results? Uh, I should I should have them either later tonight or tomorrow. So we can make the big announcement then, I suppose. And did they do? Oh, I can't wait. So then what what was the system? It wasn't a butt system. No, it was definitely not a butt system. Oh, this is great. I was all prepared for them to like shove this thing in my nose and or me have to shove this thing in my nose because the nasopharyngeal test is what you normally do. And it's really uncomfortable. It's like they're tickling your brain. And so I get through, you go through these different stations, whatever. And this is the drive through test here in LA. And I get to the one station and the guy's kind of cute, actually. And he's like, uh, hey, okay, you take it out and you pull the thing out and whatever, and you touch all these different parts of your mouth after you cough five times really aggressively. And oh. I was like, wait, what? It's oral? And he was like, yeah, it's oral. And I shouted, I love oral. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they've got to know. <laughs> they got, they got to know. And they got to <laughs> have a sense of humor about this whole thing. I was just so excited not to stick it in my nose. So, uh, yeah, cross your fingers, everybody. We'll yeah, see that what is happens. not a fun time at the doctor or otherwise. So no. I'm glad that uh, James loves oral, everyone. If you didn't hear it before, <laughs> you've heard it here now. COVID tests. Oh, my. I'm messing mm. up already. <laughs> well, we've got to. What the good news is that we're going to take a break and it's a short break. It's a two minute break. Uh, from now on on the station, we're going to be not playing more than two minutes of commercials at a time. It is the two minute promise that we are making to you. And we always keep our promises. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. Allie Johnson, James Simmons. Ask then P is my thing, right? That's my social media handles and that's what people do. And probably the top five question I've been getting lately, Allie, from other outlets and individually or whatever is like, what are we going to do about Halloween? People are really, really, really up in arms about like, how are we going to do Halloween and keep it COVID friendly? living in LA County, they uh, first banned Halloween. And then Dr. Barbara Ferrer got like death threats. (laughs) And everyone was like, okay, well, maybe we can do like a, like a modified or how about we just say, we don't recommend Halloween trick or treating. And then y'all do what you go and do. Yeah. Because not recommend, like saying something that is not recommended is basically saying that it's cool. (laughs) Right. Like all all the most fun <laughs> things in the world are things that are not recommended. Oh. I mean, the reason that your arm is all mangled is because you were going too fast <laughs> in that little go-kart tube, which was not recommended. Not recommended. And I was like, whatever. I'm smarter than all the signs that the people put up and the engineers who built the track, clearly. Uh. Yeah. Like doing trying to do a, a, a 180 flip <laughs> on a razor scooter when you have zero experience is probably not recommended, Rob- but it makes for a great Instagram. <laughs> Doesn't it, though? How about that, Allie? Um, so maybe that's what we should tell people that wearing masks is not recommended. Like, do we think that that yeah, that, that would get people work? to do it? Yeah, exactly. Hey, everyone who believes that this is a conspiracy theory, don't wear a mask. Whatever you yeah. do, don't wear a mask. Yeah, totally. I mean, like, just forget it. We don't recommend <laughs> wearing masks. And you're like, really? really? Just like you don't recommend vaping? <laughs> well, I'm going to vape and wear a mask. I'm going to vape through <laughs> my mask. Uh, we, we digress. So. But what is the solution going to be, right? Like, what are people going to do? And how do you maybe keep yourself and the little trick-or-treaters safe when you are probably going to pass out Halloween candy because people are probably going to do it anyway? Some YouTubers, leave it to the YouTubers, right? The YouTubers are always coming up with some stuff. YouTubers came up with something that's a little bit interesting, Allie, but I'm wondering if you actually know, like, what they're doing. We're going to show you how to make a super simple prop that's going to let you give candy to trick-or-treaters from a safe six feet away from all the little ghosts and witches and superheroes in your neighborhood. All right. Uh, My first thought that comes to my mind, and I don't know what this is, but I'm going to go catapult. (laughs) 
wait, you don't know what a catapult. Oh, you don't know what this thing is, but you're going to go. I'm like, do you don't know what a catapult is? No, no, no. I think that this must be you. Oh, so you knock on the door. Uh-huh. You ask the kids to get six feet away. <laughs> <laughs> and then and you, then you open the door and you've got a catapult with like Snickers bars, Snickers minis, and you just fling it into their <laughs> general direction and they pick it up and run away. What if we catapult the children? Sure. Catapult <laughs> everyone. Right. Like catapult the kid and the candy at the same time. Like it's a buy catapult, whatever. And you've got kids and candy flying through the air. Nobody's touching each other. Like I kind of like that idea. It'll make for a busy ER night at your hospital. <laughs> oh, great. As if Halloween wasn't busy enough. Um, okay. No, but good guess. <laughs> <laughs> it is It is not a, ca- a catapult. Um, Frickin' Frack, or whoever these parents are on YouTube, came up with this really cute idea, and it's getting a little bit of traction, Allie. It's getting, what is this? Uh, Wicked Makers. Ah, okay. That's their channel on YouTube, Wicked Makers, because I want to give them credit. They put together, it's... Kind of like a slide. A cha-cha slide? Do the cha-cha. Boogie woogie woogie. They it's you basically take six feet long PVC pipe and you <laughs> you mount it on the the end close to your house is a little bit taller on a pole. And then you have a pole that's a little bit shorter, so it's on a slant, right? And yeah. then you decorate said pipe. To make it look like a ghoul or a goblin or a skeleton <laughs> or a spider or a witch or whatever you want. And then you just like bloop, drop little pieces of candy down like one at a time. One little fun size Snickers at a time. Okay. So it's just a little slide. It's a tube slide for candy. Yeah. I, and I don't. I, They're little Jameses going down the <laughs> tube too fast, but not with little carts. But not with, not with little carts. No, no, no. This is okay. j- it's just big enough for little pieces of candy. We don't want. We don't need all 387 pounds of me flying down any slide ever again, especially towards young children. Um, I would crush them. But little pieces of fun-sized Snickers or Kit Kats aren't going to crush the kids, I think, except I think the problem here is then you get like a swarm of kids at the bottom of this thing fighting over one piece of candy. Yeah, and then eventually ripping out the PVC pipe and just going for the source. Right. I mean, these kids have no filter. They're raw. They're angry. They've been told all of these things that they can't do that they want to do. They had the longest spring break ever, and then they were told you can't enjoy your spring break or your summer because you can't Uh see any of your friends. Then they came back to school, and it's online school, and they have to stay in their pajamas, or they have to be asked to wear a uniform in their their own bedrooms in front of their teachers. And then they're told they can't trick-or-treat, but yes, actually, you can trick-or-treat, but it's not recommended. Now get this candy through a pipe. (laughs) Um, Yeah, pretty much. Happy Halloween, everybody. Drop the subject. The new channel Q. Drop the subject with Allie and James. One segment that we love to do on the show every once in a in a blue moon is well, it's actually kind of a red moon or an orange moon right now. (laughs) Everything's just orange. But you're the worst. Tell him first that you are the worst. You are the worst. You know, there are groups of people that suck, and then there are groups of people that suck more. And it's our job to decide who's worse. And today in Who's Worse, we bring you two stories. One, well, both of them have to do with friars. <laughs> pause, pause. <laughs> they do both have to do too with... Tired to bring, I'm too tired to make that make sense. <laughs> That's okay. We, uh, they do both have to do with fires. And we are not making fun of or making light of the fires, of course. But this, they both have to do with fires. And they both are really, really, really pretty bad. So... You can help us decide, by the way, who is the worst at DTS Show. Of course, Allie Johnson, may I share the first story with you? Oh, please. Yeah. So the first story is unfortunately (laughs) one that made global headlines for a fire here in Southern California called the El Dorado Fire, which was sparked by a pyrotechnic device used to reveal a gender. (sighs) Now, we talked last week about how that's problematic in general, right? Like, we don't like gender reveals for a lot of different reasons anyway. But this family uh, has gone on to... Well, so they went to this place in this part of Southern California that's very famous for people go all the time to take lots of pictures. There's Instagrammers there. There's all this stuff. It's outside of LA, but it's this very famous place because there's these big, beautiful mountains in the background. 
Well, we are also in the middle of a like a technically a 40 year drought right now. So all of these mountains and everything going on in California are super extra mega dry. And so there are signs everywhere. Don't start fires. Don't put out your cigarettes. Don't be a D-bag. And mm. so what do people do? They go to this mountaintop and people have started fires there before, except this one has now turned into a fire that I think is somewhere over 20,000 acres. And um, yeah, it's part of the largest reason why we haven't in Southern California seen the sun for almost a week now. But apparently, Allie, the fire, the family is being cooperative uh, with local authorities, though they may be charged with reckless um, endangerment and may yeah, they may. may be charged. They may be charged. Authorities haven't decided yet. And if someone were to die as a result of that specific oh, fire, they could be charged with something much, much worse, like second or third oh, degree uh, manslaughter. Oh, yeah. oh, no. Yeah. That is a lot. It should be more degrees than that. I feel like they really didn't <laughs> want anyone to die. No, I don't think they really did. Birth. It should be like 17th okay. degree. Like, no, we <laughs> yeah. really just wanted to tell everyone we were having a boy. That's all we right. promise. That's all. Yeah. Um. Yikes. So well, can you top that, Allie? Who's worse? I, I don't know. So the, so yes, both of these stories are are not necessarily hilarious stories, but it is interesting to find out who's worse because that couple directly they knew the rules, they broke the rules, and thousands of people have been affected by that one decision to have a pyrotechnics fireworks show about their unborn baby. But there's another story making the rounds that QAnon, you know, that famous conspiracy theory group. Oh, God, I can't. They they are trying to spread rumors that the fires were started by Antifa members. Absolutely. And it's Antifa is is sort of an, a shortened or an acronym for anti-fascism. Right. And so <clears throat> they they tend to be. Uh, more on the uh, more aggressive side, on the more organized side of things. But QAnon, which is a conspiracy theory, and the right-wing folks have turned Antifa members into these massive conspiracy theories that Antifa is like trying to take over the world and they're inciting violence and they're doing all these things. And so you have these two conspiracy theories. Well, well, QAnon members, like one side of the conspiracy theory or the QAnon conspiracy theory folks are blaming Antifa, right? Yeah, they're saying this This was, you guys started this and then the police are now saying, or the fire department or whoever, I can't remember. The FBI. They're like, we keep getting all these 911 calls about Antifa members starting fires and then they're not true. So please stop <laughs> giving us these tips that make no sense. And then we follow it. them and we realize there's absolutely nothing to them. You're just starting rumors. Shut your face. Stop being a douchebag. We saw, didn't you see the signs? And so which which do you think is worse? Blaming people for fires even though they didn't do anything or just blatantly starting a fire Ugh. because of a gender reveal? This one is so hard because I'm trying to <laughs> not bring my politics into this. Like I'm trying to not, you know, whatever. Be, yeah. Because I hate be gender unbiased. reveal parties so much. Right, but you also hate QAnon. I really hate QAnon. <laughs> and I, I, I think as someone who is considered as a, when I was an ER nurse and I have been a paramedic in the past as a part of the first responder family of people, I think QAnon using up the resources of firefighters and first responders with fake calls about Antifa starting fires, I think that is worse. Okay, all right. There you have it, people. Uh, they are the worst. We have figured it out. And when we come back, more drop the subject, but two minute break. We're going to see you again in two minutes. We will not play more than two minutes of commercials at a time. That is our promise to you. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. The new channel Q. The subject is something that you have asked us to drop. In fact, we named our show that. Drop the subject. Allie Johnson. This is a really tough question, Allie, that I think there was one point in my life early on early on in my young adult years, where I thought this was actually going to happen. It's that age-old question where you strike out on your own. Maybe you've gone to college, and then you've gone and gotten that first job. And then, you know, last week was 9-11, and my first job started like out of college in Chicago, in the big city, when I left the Midwest and radio the first time and all of that stuff. My first job started on January 3rd, sorry, September 3rd, 2011. So a week later, wow. um, 
you know, the world. And obviously, like I was a lucky person not to lose my life or anyone that I was super close to or anything like that. But it did really impact the industry that I was in at the time. And I lost my job a couple of months later. And you're at this place where you're 20 something years old and you're like, what am I going to do? Because I can only couch surf for so long and steal people's food for so long and borrow. I was at smoking at the time, borrow people's cigarettes for so long. (laughs) (laughs) That's my favorite line. Let me borrow that cigarette. Like I'm going to give it back. Can I borrow that? Can I borrow? Can I I also bum a lighter? Yeah. Can I bum a light? Oh, God. How many years did I say that? And then you're thinking, I might have to move back home. (gasps) The dreaded, like, back with your parents. But everybody is doing that now. More than they did during the Great Depression. Let that sink in. There are more people living with their parents (laughs) right now than they were during the Great Depression. And it was on the uptick anyway. I mean, a lot of millennials feel like they don't have enough money to stand on their own two feet and that they, you know, feel it's easier to just continue to live with their parents into adulthood. And if you have a good relationship with your parents, why not? Why not just keep saving money until you can buy a house? If I think about all the money that I saved, that I would have saved on rent, living with my parents this entire time man uh, think about how many houses we would have now <laughs> right we'd be millionaires and, and think about how horrible our relationships would be with our parents <laughs> right i was trying to decide if i really could have actually pulled that off i because I, I have a great relationship with all four of my parents right now i'm super lucky that they're all alive but i yeah i think it would have absolutely destroyed one or all of them had i done that but check this out in the first five months of 2020 the increase from 47% of 18 to 29-year-olds to 52% of 18 to 29-year-olds living with their parents equals the same jump of the entire 10 years of the Great Depression. Right. That's how crazy the coronavirus pandemic has hit people and them having to move back in with, with their parents. So the question then, Allie, is would you do it now? Well, I will start off by saying I'm I'm also lucky to have parents that I could live with, right? To yes. have to have parents that have homes, to have a home that I can go to, etc. That being said, because <laughs> now I mean your life situation who is needs different. A home should go live with my parents. <laughs> you have a Subaru now. That's also an option. That's true. You know, my Subaru <laughs> is probably where I'd go to. That's probably where I'd live first. Like if if we. We were talking about this with um with getting evacuated, right? With all these fires uh-huh. and stuff, and say yeah. all the hotels were filled, all the evacuation centers are filled, and plus, you know, they they they're overcrowded. We also have my my cousin lives here, but you know, say we all get evacuated, where are we going to go? The car was definitely higher on the list than parents. <laughs> Is that so. and that's it and. I feel like that's not, it's not like a knock on our parents, right? No, it's not. It's just you get used to living your own type of life. And and I'm happy to live with my parents for a couple of weeks. I probably could do it for a couple of weeks or maybe even a few months. Oh, that's bold. But it would have to be (laughs) in the house that they have now because it's big enough. (laughs) just do my thing you're just like leave i don't this i think one of the biggest issues that all all of my parents still live in nebraska um and that would be a thing not only because it's super hyper conservative but it's also really cold and i'm not used to being cold anymore so i almost feel like i would just sort of rather like couch surf someplace where it was warm then, like, no offense to my parents who may be listening. I love you very much, but I don't want to live in your basement in Nebraska in January. Yeah, I, I feel you there. I wouldn't want to go to your parents' house either. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what you talking about? Was that a yo mama joke? because of the cold. Just because of the cold. Uh-huh. When mm-hmm, we come back, sure. we're going to get James is going to give you a bit of a COVID update. And we're going to hear from our good friend, Anthony Fauci. Another doctor joins us next. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. Allie Johnson, James Simmons, breaking news. There is a global pandemic with a virus. Not sure if you've heard anything <laughs> about it. No. <laughs> Oh, Allie. Just kidding. Just kidding. It's the one that we already have. Not a new one. Okay. Just just the one that's here. And no, we are not laughing about the million people. Where are we at? Almost a million people who have died from this globally and 
200,000, I think, in the U.S. 200, almost 200 in the U.S. Yeah, we're not laughing about that at all, but I, we know that it is a thing in everyone's lives. And we have some updates about this, some of them good, some of them not so good. Uh, let's start with some of the happier news about COVID going on right now. Allie Johnson, this, oh, Boris Johnson is something else. He had COVID-19, uh, if oh, yeah. you recall, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. earlier this spring. Boris Johnson is the prime minister of the U.K. I call him British Gary Busey. <laughs> that's exactly his hair is never it's crazy like <laughs> right it's, and he's it's... always like flailing his arms around like <laughs> <laughs> do you have a gary Busey voice <laughs> no, no no okay do you have a boris... work on it do you have a boris johnson voice can you can no you... <laughs> don't an abby no. <laughs> Everyone oh, sounds like the coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> that's good um having a little fun on a monday okay so boris johnson and did seem to have a brilliant idea. Uh, not sure if this is actually going to pass or work, but they're calling this Operation Moonshot. And basically the what Boris Johnson and the UK government is saying is that they are going to spend $100 billion to... What, what, what? Yep. A hundred... No, sorry. A hundred billion pounds. So oh my God. That's like a lot more billions of dollars. A, a lot more billions of dollars to... Get the 15-minute rapid test to test every single person in the United mm. Kingdom in one week. Okay. With uh, Right. So not... not <laughs> un- why not? Why not? Because then if they tested every single person in the same week. So the, the theory is I, everyone locks down for a week. Everyone gets gets tested on a very strict schedule. The people who are positive stay quarantined. Everybody else gets to go out free. No mask, no social distancing, just just back to normal. That sounds I, great. What are the problems with it? <laughs> right. I know like, you're gonna point out problems with it. What it's are because we? Because people not everyone's gonna be able to do this. Not everyone's not gonna, gonna be able, able to, to get everybody everybody in the UK to do this in one week. They're gonna be like Sorry, I have tea time and they're just going to forget or yep. they're not going to know and it's not going to work. Yeah. I mean, I think this is one of those things where people say theoretically, right? A theoretically on paper, all of the whatever euphemism you want to put to this. It sounds like a great idea. Yeah. Also, a hundred isn't a hundred billion dollars cheaper than the trillions of dollars that we've spent on stimulus that people now aren't getting. So you invest a lot up front, but it's cheaper down the road, right? That's when you like buy a Subaru, for instance, that lasts you forever, right? It might be a little exactly. bit more expensive, but it's gonna this thing's gonna last you forever. Anyway, Brits would get a freedom pass, is what they would call it, <laughs> so that they could be free to do whatever they wanted. Um they're saying that they're trying to pull this off by like the end of October, but I, there's absolutely no way that they're going to be able to do that. There aren't okay. enough. I was of like, those tests. Are, are they really doing this? Because this is kind of a cool. I mean, the fact that they were in an idea room and someone was like, I don't know. What do you think? And they're like, <laughs> hmm. I don't, I don't I know. I mean, okay. Yeah. No one's come up with that idea yet. I just feel like if all of these different countries just come up with a different route and we just kind of spit ball and see what works <laughs> right get everyone all 193 countries in the world on a zoom yeah and be like okay romania what are you guys gonna do because <laughs> <Right, you> can- <laughs> we're america right. so we're gonna continue to do nothing what about you what about you know, uruguay oh great idea okay <laughs> we'll put that one on the good idea list right, <laughs> right. <laughs> um, boris you sit over there right <laughs> boris Shut it. So, uh, yeah, good idea. I mean, we'll have to see what happens. Apparently, this is actually being legitimately explored, though. Like, this is not a joke story. Like, it's actually being legitimately explored. Um, Which, in quite the reverse, 180-degree difference, my home state, Nebraska, might be the first state in the union, Allie Johnson, to end all social distancing restrictions. But without See, they're going the U.S. They're going. This is the America approach. <laughs> the America approach is don't test everyone. So you're the like the ninth largest state, but I think we're like the forty third most populous or whatever, right? So a big state, but not a lot of people. You could presumably test the. I think it's like one point seven, one point eight million people in Nebraska. Right, That's it. One week. You could test all of the people in Nebraska in one week. And they're Nebraskans. Like, these are good, sturdy, mostly Protestant, like, Midwest white folk, right? Who just are going to do what you tell them. So, Mm -hmm. like, they're just going to buckle down and they're going to get tested. And then Nebraska could go free. No, no, no. We're not going to test Nebraska. We're just going to 
let everyone go free, <laughs> including I think the only thing that they were going to stay was that they they uh, masks are complete would be completely voluntarily voluntary. And they would still limit the size of large indoor gatherings. So there wouldn't be large concerts or large theaters. But movie theaters, indoor dining, indoor malls, smaller indoor gatherings, all that stuff would just nimble pimble. You know, it's my favorite phrase. Nimble pimble, just open on up. Wow. Nimbly pimbly. Yeah. Well, you know, it'll be interesting social experiment to see what's going on in the UK versus what's going on in Nebraska. I'm going to go ahead and say that what's happening in Nebraska probably won't work as well. <laughs> I'm but just, hey, just I'm saying. not a doctor. Right. Um, speaking of doctors, we will leave you with some somber but important news from none other than the good Dr. Fauci about when we're going to get this damn vaccine. But the idea that we're going to have a vaccine by... November 3rd. How realistic? Well, I think that's unlikely. I mean, the only way you can see that scenario come true is if that there are so many infections in the clinical trial sites that you get a efficacy answer sooner than you would have projected. Like I said, let me translate. He's saying the people who volunteer to get the vaccine need to live somewhere where there's like so many infections and then all of the people who got the vaccine don't get infected. That's the only way it would happen that fast. That's what he's saying. And since that can't happen, we're still looking at a legit vaccine given out to everyone probably early next year. Damn it. Damn it, James. Well, we're going to end on that note, I guess. (laughs) Uh, Fine, but at least we don't have more than two minutes of commercials. Two minute promise. There's that. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. If you are looking for a subject to not be dropped, that is... I've confused myself already. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. You're looking for subjects... Um, to not be dropped, you've come to the wrong place, is what I meant to say. <laughs> is that because how that... this is Wait. drop the subject. Ah. But then also sometimes we don't drop the subjects that people want us to drop. So um, <laughs> basically, gate, I don't know. I think this is AJ and Michaela. <laughs> right. Let's go there, shall we, Shira? <laughs> <laughs> um, who are we? we? We've, we who are you? Who are you? We've done... <laughs> Uh, a segment on the show before called Tales from the Lift, where we share stories of creepy or scary things that are going on in ride shares. Uh, these can be personal stories. I used to ride and drive rideshare very, very often. Um, but then now there are some rather spooky things happening in Airbnbs. So we bring you for the first time ever on Drop the Subject on the airwaves of Channel Q. Tales from the Airbnb. <laughs> we spent an equally large budget to make that introduction. <laughs> My favorite intro ever. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> it's like um, Allie just stuck her finger in an electric socket and then like re- read these words. <laughs> that definitely makes it on the demo reel. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> so this is the story of a man named Joseph who just wanted to rent out an Airbnb. I imagine leave his hectic house and maybe roommates or significant others or whatever. We've been in our home. Even if you're alone, man, you've been in your house for way too long. You've got to get away. So Joseph... Just wanted to do a little writing. He just wanted to get away and do a little bit of writing. And so he looked on Airbnb, found a place that was renting. He decided to check it out. He booked it. But the trip was cut short, James. (laughs) It most certainly was because there was some weird S in this house. There was. Uh, I correct myself already. His name was Frederick Joseph. Frederick Frederick Joseph, yes. And for for the creepy factor, can we call him Friedrich? For, uh, Friedrich, and uh, should we speak in this voice the rest of the story? Friedrich arrived at the Airbnb house to see people, but these people <laughs> were not alive. They were just the skulls of people hanging from outside the house. <laughs> hey, that's pretty good. <laughs> so, I, I, I don't, I don't have that. It's just me trying to 
sound like you. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, there were skulls hanging from the outside of the house when he got there. Then he went inside. And when he went inside, he went to the basement, which is not the first place you go when you don't want to find creepy things. And he found a bunch of animal skulls there, ritualistic floor markings. And then he went up into the bedrooms to find a whole lot more. I, he, I mean, some of these things are pretty... Like, at first, I, I think you're like, all right, okay, maybe these people are just a little quirky, right? We've all, like, been to, like, an Airbnb or, like, some friend's house or whatever where, like, things are really quirky. But then, Allie, it starts to get, like, like weird. Like, goat, human, deity things that are sometimes used in, like, occult ritual stuff is, like, hiding behind some books! I can't! Why is goat human always a bad thing? <laughs> right. I'm sure the goat humans out there are, like, what the hell, man? They're like, what the hell? I'm just trying to trot around and live my life. Right. But I, I don't, I mean, you know, those things come up. There's, there. at one point, they pull these books to the side and there's what looks like the little devil thing that jumps out at you in the dining room in the movie Insidious. Like, <laughs> what is that doing in someone's house? No, that is the devil, girl, run. You, that is Molly, the devil, you in, girl, run. <laughs> you in danger, girl. <laughs> you better run. <laughs> BMB stands for bitch, nuh-uh, bye. <laughs> Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject presents. News it or lose it. Oh, yes, it's Drop the Subject. It's Allie and James, and it's that time. It's News It or Lose It time. I've got two headlines. James has two headlines, but we can only news one of the two. Are you ready for your selection? Oh, I sure am. Glass jar and screwdriver are ready. Mm, I'm going to titillate you with this first one. Uh Here are all the toys who have been nominated for the National Toy Hall of Fame this year. (gasps) First of all, I didn't know there was a Toy Hall of Fame. How fun. Why is this not broadcast live on like TNT every year? Where's the museum? Yep. And there's the museum. Ah, get out. And yeah, totally newsing it. Hold on, screwdriver. Yay! That's great. That means you're going to lose the other story that I had, which is just what Apple's masks look like. (laughs) Do we care? Like Apple employees or app like... Yeah, they're white masks and they look cool and sleek and they probably don't have the right buttons and ports and you have to get adapters for your ears (laughs) and all kinds of stuff like that. Right. It doesn't... It actually doesn't come with ear loops. You have to buy those (laughs) separate. (laughs) Right. And then you actually have to charge the mask for no reason. Otherwise, it'll just fall off. But don't worry. In a month when the new mask comes out, I'm going to spend $1,500 on it because I'm an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Excellent. All right. Uh, Speaking of idiots, here's your first story. Man who hasn't visited a doctor for 70 years shares his two top tips for staying healthy. I'm going to take it. I'm going to news it. Oh, wow. Okay, very good. You news this. Um, Well, too bad that you're not going to hear about, Allie. Which X-Men character just came out of the closet? Damn it. Wait. Okay. All right. That's how this works. <laughs> have to move this on. is how it works. These are the, There are consequences for your decisions, Allie Johnson. Mm, all right. Here is my story about the... Toy Hall of Fame. There are several toys that have been officially selected as nominees. I don't know how it works if it just means that this is the class of 2020, you know, like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and Mm. all of them are inducted or if there's some kind of a voting process. But get your nostalgia hat on because Sidewalk Chalk, (gasps) Tamagotchi Pets, Yahtzee. Oh, she's bingo. (laughs) Wait, Yahtzee and bingo aren't in there yet? I mean, those are from what is that 1800s? Right, I was gonna when say, was that? Yeah, like when, how long has bingo been around? At, like, bingo is like that's like at th- least, that was like when Aretha Franklin hadn't been inducted into it. Was like, okay, wait a minute, this person is like, you're like, are you kidding me? I think bingo bing- was around for the first pandemic when they called it the plague in like, yeah, 594. 1530, says Jesse. Jesse's chiming in with 1530. Unbelievable. Well, congratulations, Bingo. Here are some of the other ones that have been inducted. I'm just going to play them, and you can guess. (gasps) So this is like toys and games, right? Like, my little pony. Well, anywhere you go, I'm going to go. 
This was also, I'm so happy too. This was also the cartoon that my sister would watch when we were kids and I would pretend like I wasn't watching and that I hated it, but I really wanted to watch I mean, what's to not love about horses with stars on their butts? I don't know anybody <laughs> who would hate it. Um, yes, the My Little Pony toys. And then next up we have... Light Make a face to glow at night. Um, Absolutely, I do. No. We got to pick up one of these again because this is a just a good time. Yeah, and very like ASMR, right? Like you would just like hear the popping of the thing and just like stare oh, at it for so hours. So satisfying. And then whenever uh, you pulled away, though, it was not a face. It was always like some random thing you're like oh yeah it was always like a weird creepy clan it was like the the thing that we described in the airbnb story <laughs> right the ghost with the the goat human with the QAnon sign little did we know see it's all a conspiracy ali johnson is oh. this a satanic centaur <laughs> cool <laughs> this is great <laughs> uh and then the final one is sorry which i won't play the commercial because it's really annoying because it's them being like sorry <laughs> like shut up all right let's hear your story sorry okay so this story rips my soul in half because i am half excited about it and half not excited about it so there is a man who apparently has not visited a doctor or will just insert health professional for 70 years he has his top two tips for staying healthy first of all i do not recommend this you are not superhuman i think these things set people up to this is why there's this phenomenon of uh, oftentimes it's men and cishet men usually who like just don't go to the doctor. And we certainly have lots of research about why LGBTQ people don't go to the doctor because they get subpar care and people who don't understand our unique health needs. So I am definitely not an ad- advocating for people to not seek health care. Okay. But this guy apparently says the last time he went to the doctor was 1950 at age 18. And that was just to have a fitness test for like, Okay. The National Service or whatever. I don't know. I think he's British or something. Whatever. So what does he say? He recommends, yes, eating plain English food such as chicken or beef. That's his secret is eating chicken or beef. And then he also says he puts his good health down to climbing 110 stairs three times a week in order to wind the clock at his local church. Okay. This is why old people suck, because they just <laughs> give you these these little breadcrumbs where they're like, guess how I live to be 106. And you're like, how? And they're like, mm, going for walks. And you're like, shut up. <laughs> going for walks. Now, he does say, I will tell you, as we wrap up, by the way, he does say he's never stopped moving. And I will tell you that for some reason, all of the people that I've worked with who are over 100 years old, over 90 years old, who are just like kicking it, like still living great lives, they, it always comes down to the same three things. They all never stopped moving. I don't care what it was. They dance, they walk, they yoga, they do something. They always keep moving. Two, they always have some sort of purpose. They're like, well, who's going to water the cactus at the church before you know service on Sundays if I don't wake up to do it, right? Their purpose doesn't have to be big, but they have a purpose. And the last one is they all drink. There you go. <laughs> Ding! Those are the real old people tips that you need straight from the mouth of James. So that believe it. And we will be right back uh, after this two minute break. Drop the subject. The new channel Q. It's Monday. And I drop the subject with Allie Johnson and James Simmons. One of the things that we don't drop the subject we don't drop on Mondays is food. In fact, it's your Monday lunch report. Sounds good. I'll have that. Yas, 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 yas. What are you doing? I'm blotting the grease. It's the best part. Let me see that. Mm. Okay, so for Monday Munch Report, I'm going to switch up, flip the script a little bit on you, Allie. I feel like everyone gained the COVID-1915, right? We've talked about this quite a bit. And I decided to take an approach on getting rid of my COVID-1915 by going keto which has kind of worked for me in the past. And when Atkins was a thing 100,000 years ago, when I lost my like 100 pounds in a year or whatever, low carb worked really well for me. So I was like, all right, I'm going to try this. I've read the research. There's a lot of really good, yummy, juicy research about how if you do keto in the right way, it actually can be good for some people. And I think that I'm one of those people. So I'm like, all right, I work out a bunch anyway. So let's see if we can get rid of this. So I started ketoing, Allie. And... um kind of haven't had good results. 
Is this again <laughs> about that 400,000 calories worth of bacon that you ate that one time? <laughs> that one time where I ate 120 servings or whatever it was of, <laughs> of bacon. And you would think, as much as I read for having gotten a doctorate, I would be able to read the back of a food package label, but alas, I did not. So what I did do, <laughs> what I did figure out is that I kind of been doing it a little bit wrong. We'll just, we'll just say it that way. There's this really um, great guy, Dr. Jason Whitman, and he's out of, is it Jason Whitman? I'm going to screw this up. He's out of um, Duke University, where they have an obesity research science institute, and they study keto, and they actually recommend doing keto in the right way for some people who are obese. Now, I don't think I am obese, but I do have a pretty good amount of weight to lose that that I would like to lose to get back to where I'm comfortable. I know I joke about being Naomi Campbell. I'll never be her, but whatever. Well, He has a great quote that said, that really struck me over the weekend. And it was like, if your body is already high fat, you probably don't need to add any more. Oh, and that's, (laughs) oh, just just smack you, just smack you right in the face there. Because there's the rub. Because I've done these these stupid high fat, low carb things before. And they're like, just eat the healthy fats. And I'm like, okay. And then I just load up on nuts and I get a fat ass. (laughs) Ding. Yeah. We bring this up because a lot of people are trying this. And a lot of people are like, all right, I'm going to try to get rid of the keto, the keto 15, (laughs) that too. The COVID-19 15. Well, I was doing the thing where I was adding a bunch of fats thinking that I needed to add the fats to put myself into keto. And yeah, yeah, it wasn't working. So I shared this document with you, Allie Johnson. This is a a long document about James's diet. So it says, the official page for food list, no sugar, no starch, keto diet. It says, when hungry, eat as much as you want of these foods until you are comfortably full. Meat, poultry, (laughs) <laughs> fish and shellfish and eggs it says don't avoid yeah. fat in real foods don't add fat if you are trying to lose fat weight so you're just supposed to eat tons of meat well and and just until you are comfortably full so that's the other thing too i think some people get on keto maybe me too and are like i get to eat fourteen thousand steaks i'm gonna eat as many steaks as i want because i'm in keto or i'm gonna have all dozen eggs for breakfast right no 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 He's just saying, eat whatever of this that you want until you are comfortably full. And then the other thing I was doing, his this line here is perfect, right? Don't add fat if you are trying to lose fat weight. So I would dump like four tablespoons of olive oil <laughs> on, on like said steak. <laughs> really? Yes, on like a hamburger. And I'd add like, like keto mayonnaise to oh, it or whatever. Oh my God, James. <laughs> You're eating steak with mayonnaise on it, trying to lose well, weight. Well, no, not steak. You can't ruin steak. But I would I would do it to like a, like a, a good burger or whatever, blah, blah, blah. So now I've, I'm feeling renewed, energized. We're going to see if this keto thing sticks. I, I love at the bottom of this document that I shared, he's like up to four ounces of cheese a day. Oh. Mm-hmm. I was putting like four ounces a bite. <laughs> Let's see if the food plan sticks. Butter sticks. We'll be back with more Drop the Subject. Drop the Subject. The new Channel Q. Yeah, you're like totally listening to Drop the Subject. You are in the right place. Don't go anywhere. All right, I'll stop it because we're getting out of here. Boo! Not fun. I am James. She is Allie. And we've had kind of a fun Monday for being a Monday in the middle of what feels like the end of times. (laughs) (laughs) right now. Um, It's been a really fun show. We've talked about how to DIY your own COVID-friendly Halloween candy slide. Um, We played kind of a morbid but interesting version of You're the Worst. Um, We certainly talked about Allie living, choosing her Subaru over her parents, if she would have to move into that as well. We got some advice from Dr. Bouchy. Bouchy? That's good, sure. James. Yeah, Dr. <laughs> Dr. Fauci. We Dr. talked about Fauci. <laughs> Dr. Fauci. Um, we also talked about Air Bitch Baz, um, which was a very, very funny story. If you want to hear all about that and more, go download the podcast and please subscribe to it while you're there. Don't just download it, but like subscribe to it. 
Give us a rating, give us five stars, leave a little note. It actually really helps us out a lot, and we really appreciate that. We know a lot of you listen on the podcast as well. Yes, and just wanted to quickly say, if you follow us on Instagram at DTS Show, Jesse posted a nice video of Karen, the kitten. Aww. So if you, I, well, it's probably gone by now, actually. <laughs> um, <laughs> but if you were following us, you would have seen it. Yeah. Okay. It's in the highlights. Okay. Jesse's saying it's in the highlights. And then also just post another picture or video of Karen. Uh, Karen is the show kitten. So go ahead and check out our Instagram for that. So Allie, Mm -hmm. well, I am notorious for giving bad show recommendations. And so I think it's your turn actually now to give a bad show recommendation. Uh, I can assure you that this is not a bad show recommendation because this one, and I'm very curious to see if you've watched it yet. I believe it's on HBO Max. Ooh. It's a thriller horror type show. <gasps> Wait a minute. Is this the one from a few years ago? Nope. It's brand new. Oh, no. <gasps> Tell me everything. Well, the creator is Jordan Peele. <gasps> With Jordan Peele? It Stop his, it. It's his new show, Lovecraft Country. It's effing oh. awesome. Yes. So it's created by Jordan Peele and starring Jordan's but like we we put it on and we were like I was like we we should watch this I saw I heard that it's really good really set in uh the 50s during Jim Crow and it's this uh it's about this family that are trying to find out more information about their ancestors and uh-huh. there are monsters involved and creepy satan like it's there's bible stuff it's very um Whoa. It's not like of this world. Yeah, it, it's it's like sci-fi-ish uh-huh. with like a horror kind of scare. Yeah, but then it also has like, you know, racism involved and different kind of... It's just fascinating. It's just... He just always does such a great job of incorporating modern things with old world things and just wrapping it all up into this horror present that's just like a gift to humankind. So it's fantastic. Highly recommend. Jordan Peele, he just him and himself of himself is a gift to humankind um, and has been for a long time. Oh, I'm so excited. Okay. So that was, that's on the queue. Thank you for recommending it. I, we hadn't gotten to it yet because in with the state of the world and my husband who would probably rather watch my little pony than just about anything in the evenings. Although he's, you know, he was super into tennis. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, that was great. U S open this past weekend. Um, we're really into that. But uh, so when things get a little deep or heavy or like we have to think too hard, sometimes he like tunes out. Um, so I will definitely tune that on when he goes to bed later. <laughs> All right. We're going to go and we'll see you tomorrow. Bye bye. Drop the subject. The new channel Q.